Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. In this edition of Signal Hill, we call in reinforcements. Sports director Al Wallace and John Holt talk Chiefs training camp. 54 years of Chiefs training camp from Liberty to River Falls to St. Joe. Fox 4 has been to every one of them and will once again be there this year. Al and John preview our coverage. Hard to believe John Holt here with Al Wallace. Hard to believe we're talking, oh my gosh, camp opening in St. Joe. Al, how long you been covering these training camps? Well, you know, you you touched off some kind of a, a nerve in my mind. Training camps, really, for 35 years I have. Wow. And, and let me take you back a little bit. 35 or 30? Uh, my first NFL training camp was 1981, John, in San Angelo, Texas, with the Houston Oilers. Oilers, not Texans. Oilers. Oilers. With the Houston Oilers. And here's an interesting, here's a, here's a tide of the past. Now, I know we're away from the Chiefs, but this is history. That's right. And this, this, this makes it all up to me how, and how things have changed. If, you don't know hot until you, first of all, been in San Angelo, Texas <laughs> in late July right. or, or early August. But in that training camp, 1981, uh, the first round draft pick of the Houston Oilers was a quarterback from West Virginia by the name of Oliver Luck. Ah. And Oliver Luck currently works for the NCAA. He was from West Virginia. He recently, as long as maybe three, four years ago, was the athletic director at West Virginia. But his son is currently playing in the National Football League, the quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts. Guy by the name of Andrew. Guy by the name of Andrew Luck. Yeah. So Andrew Luck was nowhere, wasn't born. His dad wasn't <laughs> married. That's when I started covering NFL training camps back way back then, uh, when I was working in Lubbock, Texas, and that that starts the that's the genesis of my training camp coverage, and which brings us to 2018 and the Kansas City Chiefs again on a college campus right. at Missouri Western up in St. Joe. Kind of put it in perspective there in terms of the, of the history and in your experience covering these. Let's talk about the different camps you've covered for the Chiefs. When you first got here, they were in Liberty, mm-hmm. William Jewell. Yes, and uh, <laughs> we used to joke because uh, Phil Witt and Cynthia Smith were our anchors, and they would and Frank Bowles, sports director, and they'd say, "Let's go to our sports bureau up in Liberty." Well, at the time, it was just Frank and. Chief photographer Fritz Kramer, two guys, <laughs> two guys yeah. working out of a satellite truck or a microwave truck, and that was our bureau. But it would, you know, really, you could go to you could go to St. Joe and, and and be there at ten o'clock. They could practice twice a day, so you could be there at ten o'clock in the morning, and you could stay past six o'clock. The Chiefs fed you two meals free of charge, and and it was just football all day. You kind of were in camp, and sometimes you'd stay in the dorms. They might give you a minimal fee of $10 a day or yeah. something, if not for free, uh, because they rented out the campus, and that's the way it was. And, and um, 
And I don't know why they call it camp other than the fact that you spent the night. Right. And that's 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 kind of the way it was. That's that was Liberty at William Jewell. They had two practice fields, and they, you know. Um, most practices were open to the public, and they had a big practice every Saturday. John Makovic was the head coach when I got here in 1985. And, uh, you know, he was only here two years after that, then Frank Gans and then Marty. And then when Carl got here, Carl and Marty, Carl Peterson, Marty Schottenheimer, 1989, they just figured that was too close. Yeah. And, and not only was it too close, but they wanted to be able to scrimmage other teams. They wanted to be able to practice against other teams during training camp. And so they moved it to River Falls, Wisconsin, which is a Division III NCAA school just east of the Twin Cities. And it's on the Wisconsin side, 25 minutes from downtown Minneapolis, 30 minutes. And it was, it was wonderful uh, because that little town adopted the Chiefs. Right. And the Chiefs adopted that little town. And, by the way, was much more comfortable in July than oh. either Liberty or, as we will learn, St. Joe. Along the list of positives that the Chiefs had was the fact that in River Falls, the, the high for the day usually in late July or August, 82. And they had these two-a-day practices, so they weren't killing the players. Marty would sometimes work them three times a day. Uh, not hard all three, but, right. but, you know, training camp was so different. Didn't have the many rules and regulations from the National Football League. And the Chiefs spent 20 years in River Falls. And... Uh, I think the Chiefs liked it, the fans liked it, and um, but then when Scott Pioli and when he took over as general manager, uh, things changed, and Clark Hunt, now the owner, wanted camp closer to home. I think there was pressure mm-hmm. from local businesses, the state of Missouri. They didn't like those dollars escaping the state, going all the way to Wisconsin, so they moved it. First year in uh, St. Joe at Missouri Western, was 2011. They've been there ever since. This will be the eighth year. Home of the Griffins, who yes. and part of the deal was that they the Chiefs made some improvements there for the Griffins, and they have a heck of a indoor training facility as a Not result. Not just some improvements, yeah. some noticeable multi-million dollar improvements. A massive indoor facility. Um, there were tales or stories of some of the players had to wash their uniforms in their apartments or dorms. Not anymore because the Chiefs at Missouri Western put in a, a, a total training facility uh, for managers where they could just upkeep of equipment. It's just so far and above what you might expect of a Division II school, which is what Missouri Western is. The, the Chiefs uh, really have taken care of them, and they've taken care of the Chiefs. It's been a, a, a two-way street here. For the fans who used to make the trek to River Falls, and I know a lot of families would plan their vacations before school started around that trip to go see the Chiefs train up there and then maybe take in some of the sites. For the fans, it's much friendlier locally. They can get to St. Joe back and forth. Let's talk a little bit about the fan experience and what they can expect at this training camp, and then we'll swing into the Chiefs themselves. Um, One difference that, that I saw when the Chiefs were in River Falls, it was so far away. They'd get fans, but fans didn't spend dollars on the team. The team didn't make any money off the fans. And when the Chiefs would go to what they called different different teams workouts to Mankato with the Vikings, or they'd go to lacrosse with the Saints. Uh, at one point in time, I think they went even farther south against the Bears. These teams had training camps where they could 
there was a financial gain for the team. And that's now what the Chiefs have in St. Joe. Because fans show up, they don't charge them to park, I think just once or twice per training camp, five bucks. Um, but there's merchandising there. There are corporate tents there. Um, you know, back in the Civil War, you know, they'd say that fans would go out and watch a watch a skirmish and watch people die. You know, the ladies with the little umbrellas and everything. That's kind of what you see up in Chiefs camp. <laughs> they, you know, they sell liquor. They sell beer. You can buy yeah. a corporate tent. There are corporate sponsorships for camp. And the Chiefs do have a financial gain in St. Joseph. And that, you bring up a good point, that's an, that's an interesting reason why that, that camp has come here. And those, those are dollars that are being kept here on, this, on the Missouri side of the state, tax dollars. What Are there any particular, and we, we have uh, in front of us here a schedule of mm-hmm. camp. Are there any, if, if, if I'm a fan mm-hmm. and I want to I see my team practice or scrimmage or whatever, you've highlighted some fan-friendly dates. Now, yes, and you can find these, uh, these dates on our website, fox4kc.com, or certainly on the Chiefs' website. Um, the first practice that's open to the public to where the public can show up and watch practice is Thursday the 26th that's an afternoon practice that's the only day the entire training camp where the Chiefs will have a practice open to the public now rookies and quarterbacks show up on Sunday this Sunday the 22nd but that's that's closed to the public and it will be up until that Thursday the 330 practice full squad the veterans will also be in camp by that time. That's their first practice, and they all hit the ground running, and, and there you go. Then the following two days later, there is a Gatorade Junior camp. Um, I don't know much about that, but I do know that it's a morning practice at 8 o'clock. The Chiefs usually, after that Thursday practice, every practice is in the morning, right. either at 8.15 or 8.40. Beat the heat. Beat the heat. And then on the 4th of August is Family Fun Day. Now, that's a huge day. Yes. And that's um, – an 8.15 practice, but the line starts to get in by 6 a.m. or 7 a.m., and it's going to be really bad if if there's a guarantee of good weather. That's going to be the really crowded day. Players, mandatory autographs after practice, way good if you're a Chiefs fan, right. way good access to the team. You're not going to get a better day than family fun day there on August 4th. That is a Saturday. Circle that date. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of hearing from the coach, hearing from – the coaches, the players, from a coverage standpoint, what what can we expect? I see that Andy Reid's first news conference is the 23rd, um, that's they, the Monday after yes. the, uh, the rookies report. They try to make Andy Reid available every other day, that, uh, and the worst they're going to do is once every three days. Now, Andy Reid doesn't talk to the media every day, but right. he will be available at least once every three days because – Everybody wants an update on the team. We'll get updates on the offense where they make new coordinator Eric Bieniemy available. Mm-hmm. We'll get updates on the defense where Bob Sutton will be available or the special teams when Dave Tobe will be available. And they'll make different players available on different days. They'll make the quarterback available really just once a week. But Andy Reid for sure. Everybody wants an update on the team once every three days. And so those sessions, those media sessions, are closed to the public. But it will be our opportunity as members of the media so we can release this information to the public. Right. Um, so they give us a they, – they spread it out pretty good. By the way, the Chiefs training camp schedule, I think they released this maybe a month ago. 
to the public maybe five weeks ago. John, this was set back in February, March, and they planned their days to the minute. Yeah. To the minute. They they are that um they are that dedicated, they are that religious about how they work, when they work, what work they do, where they work, who's working. They keep their eyes on it. These are multi million dollars million dollar mm -hmm. pieces of players. Yeah. And, and and they really have to do that. You you'd be surprised of the synchronization that takes place to put on a training camp. It it's it's something else because these are multi billion dollar football teams. You know, you mentioned camp and, and it's mm -hmm. always fun to watch and you guys are great about covering the arrival when the players show up and they're wheeling in, <laughs> you know, the things, the accoutrements from home that yeah. they may not have in their dorm room, kind of back to the college days. But they get they get down to business pretty quickly. Uh, behind the scenes, meetings, playbook learning, what happens? What's a typical day like for a player going into camp? Uh, and then, of course, the NFL has specific dates where you have to trim down the roster, mm -hmm. so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. So it, you're right. It's, it's a very uh, precise process, but for the players, uh, you know, some of them fighting for their careers and lives in football. Typical. This is their job. Yeah. I mean, you know, think about it. If, if I or you or really anyone um, had the opportunity to play a game and make millions and millions of dollars, that's what's at stake here for these guys. And for some guys, it's not that much money. And – for that reason, it's very important that they do things right and that players do what they're told, do what they're asked. And most often, players are up by 6 o'clock because if practice starts at 8.15, that means you have to be on the field either then or before then. That means you've got to get taped up. That means you've got to go through some preparation mentally as to what are we going to do today? How are we going to do this today? Where do I have to be? What do I have to do? They have to have that all in their minds as they take, make their way to the practice field. Then they practice hour, hour and a half. Let's say they're done by 10. Uh, let's say we get five players for interviews afterwards. After you're done practicing, you have to go in and lift, or you have to go do this, or you have to go do that, or you gotta get in a, in a tub with ice or whatever. You've gotta decompress because you've just put your body through a training camp workout. You do that, then you may have a meeting, but you definitely have lunch. After lunch, you have another meeting, then you may have some downtime. Then you've got another meeting. Then you can eat. Then you have another meeting. So you're basically done by 9 o'clock at night, mm -hmm. 10 o'clock's curfew, and you do it all over again. Right, right. You know, you're <laughs> you belong to them, and you're right. smart if you belong to them 100%, physically, mentally. That's just the way that football players see it. So let's that's the player's perspective. Let's mm -hmm. talk about the coaches and the staff, and particularly 2018 now. We'll, we'll drill down here. What, what do Andy Reid and his coaches look for, particularly this season with, a, with I don't want to say a rookie, but, but a rookie starting quarterback, certainly. You can say it. I'll say okay. it, rookie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, uh, a who had a fabulous college career, mm -hmm. 93 touchdowns, over 11,000 passing yards, high expectations off the Denver game from last year. What are they going to focus on? What will they be looking for? Keep in mind, uh, the Chiefs have had an offseason where they had OTAs and they had rookie minicamp, they had mandatory minicamp, they had mandatory camp, but they weren't able to really play or practice football. They, they, there's no hitting. They're out there in shorts. 
you couldn't touch anybody. Half of the half of the offseason, quarterbacks couldn't even throw to receivers. These are just new NFL rules in the league's collective bargaining agreement. Just too much football. Guys were getting hurt. They don't want that. Every team wants to go into the season healthy because that's how that's what kind of premium they place on these games. You only get 16 of them in the regular season. With that said, what are they trying to do in training camp? You're trying to set the foundation for camp. You've got for, for the regular season, trying to set the foundation for the regular season. You've got a month to do it. Players have to have a certain amount of time off. They will always give them at least one day off per week during training camp, just like they will the regular season. Um, what they're trying to do is prepare for the season. I don't care if it's February or March or October or December. The most important player on the field is always the quarterback, and that will be Patrick Mahomes this year. And I don't think they would have made the moves they made to trade Alex Smith if they didn't think that this guy, we can win with this guy right now. And the best thing for Patrick Mahomes right now is the fact that you look at this Chiefs offense and what they've done over these last couple of years, they've got, the, in my opinion, the best tight end in football. They've got uh, a great wide receiver, uh, razor-sharp weapon in Tyreek Hill. They went out and they got a free agent, a wide receiver in Sammy Watkins, who last played at Buffalo. And they've got a second-year running back who led the league in rushing last year in Kareem Hunt. They've got an offensive line that is experienced and that has played together now going into its third year. They've got all that around this young quarterback. Now, the knock on Alex Smith was, well, he won't lose the game, but he's not going to necessarily win it for you either. They're expecting this young quarterback, to, I think, this year to be in that mold again, mm -hmm. but also to win them some games. Also to win them some games. He's got that strong an arm. He is that good a passer to be able to win them some games. Their question overall will be on defense. That's going to be the biggest question mark for the Chiefs. They had a defense last year that in the playoffs couldn't, couldn't stop, like it couldn't stop you or me in that, that playoff game right. against Tennessee. And they were ranked 28th in the National Football League. Offense is there. Will the, what will the defense do? Now, I know this is not our last podcast, and we'll talk about right. more X's and O's as we get deeper into camp and, and what we see. But I think those are the things, those are the main things that are challenging the Chiefs this year, and it will be mostly on the defensive side of the ball, and that's why you saw them go so much defense during the draft. Camp wraps up uh, the 14th of August, Military Appreciation Day, and then it's uh, off to the stadiums. They'll start at Atlanta uh, on that Friday night. Exhibition games, preseason games, as they're better known mm -hmm. as today, uh, what should we as fans be looking for there? I'd, I'd be looking mostly – I don't think they're going to – they're not going to risk right. risk anything on offense. They're not going to let any of these guys get uh, multiple reps – uh, there's there's too much value there. There's too much. Um, how should I? I'm looking for the word. Mm. You don't want to risk anything there. Too much investment. Too much investment there. Yeah, for there's sure. the, the, the potential there is just. I mean, the, the Chiefs ought to be able to score on anybody. anybody. Don't don't tune in late. You'll miss the starting lineup. Yeah. Right. Yeah. One series and out. I I, I think when we, when they get into these preseason games, most people want to keep their eyes on the defense because that's where some jobs are going to be won or lost. I think things are decided mostly already on offense yeah. right now, and but the defense is going to be a um, it's going to be a, a 
they're, they're, this is going to be a piece of work. Mm -hmm. they're gonna, we're going to have to see how this evolves, right. how this evolves. Well, I'll tell you what. The Chiefs have a terrific schedule from a fan standpoint, but a tough one. And you promised some more podcasts, so mm -hmm. we'll talk yep. about the regular season and what they face. But hopefully for fans, you've, you've had a chance to kind of understand what to look for in preseason or in the training camp, opportunities for you to get there. And again, Al, complete coverage on Fox 4, fox4kc.com, and our Facebook page. And if you need any information about training camp, what days are good to go, you've, you've posted or will have posted some material on that for the fans as well. Yeah, uh Real quick, uh, we went up before camp started, and um, we took some fabulous, fabulous drone shots of St. Joe, the practice fields, the campus. Great. And we're going to load that on our website here real quick. Um, it's it just kind of it 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 it's grandeur, and it it's football. And there's, you know, Forbes had this list out uh, over the last couple of days. They're they're top fifty professional sports franchises and their total worth 50 franchises football soccer basketball baseball hockey 29 are from the national football league wow. 29 of the 50 these are corporations out there that really mix it up on sunday afternoons going to be fun getting started two names the lamar hunt trophy mm -hmm. and the vince lombardi trophy it's been a long time this town too is long. hungry too long for some wins yeah We'll look forward to your coverage. You've got it. All right. Training camp coming up. Please join us for our future podcasts. John Holtow Wallace. Go Chiefs. Chiefs training camp. We will get our first look, our eyes on new quarterback Patrick Mahomes. See how the rest of the team is shaping up. A lot of things expected for the Chiefs this year. And, oh, don't forget, Fox 4 is your home for Thursday night football. So lock it in. Fox War will also be your home for Chiefs training camp coverage. Be sure to check in with us on Facebook, on this podcast, all of our social media channels, Twitter, and of course, watch Fox 4, where John and Al will have all the coverage leading up to the kickoff of the season. Check out Signal Hill on fox4kc.com and click on the podcast tab to subscribe to Signal Hill. We are available on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. And be sure to check our website for new episodes. Nick Vassos on Signal Hill.